On this episode of the Packet of Pod, we talk about some early off-season signings. Hello, Aaron Jones. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. Jones, look at that balance. Aaron Jones, see ya. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back. Pack it up, Packers Podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Yeah, yeah. Mm, feel like I'm crawling out of my off-season cave. The sun is shining. <laughs> Dust. Like, oh, the glare. <laughs> and welcome we, back, boys. We I could not have actually planned this better. In all seriousness, this broke ten minutes ago. The Chicago Bears have a new quarterback. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do this. On three, everyone give what your live reaction was ten minutes ago. <laughs> One, two, three. What the <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> there was a moment, uh, I believe it was last week, that Russell Wilson was being thrown around. The bookies had removed his trade props offline. The Bears subsequently had their Super Bowl ranking raised in Vegas, mm-hmm. and everybody goes, it's happening today. The Chicago Bears made it official. They have Andy Dalton. <laughs> I love that we haven't done a podcast in a month and we start with the Bears breaking news because it's that important. How nervous were you, though, when all of that Russell Wilson news was leaking? I can't say breaking, but leaking. I mean, I was texting my family filled with Bears fans being like, this would be sad. I'd have a hard time understanding this. <laughs> He's, he, I lived in Richmond for a while. He was born and raised in Richmond. He played in Madison where I went to school played at nc state where i live right now like man and then he'd be a bear and they'd be good but andy dalton that's gonna be a little more enjoyable to watch you know you know last week when we heard that news and we saw all the bets moving i was like oh my gosh the bears actually figured it out they pulled something off no no, the Bears just did the Bears what the Bears normally do, and they went and got another useless quarterback, and it's going to be fun <laughs> to watch again. And uh, who's the starter? Who knows? Who knows come day one? Well, give credit that they got a guy that's hair matches their uniforms. So maybe at least he'll look good. <laughs> I mean, he's going to look good as a Bear. He's going to look like a super fan that ended up being a quarterback for the Bears. And so <laughs> – Props to them for doing it, but let's he dive in. Even give like the mobility <laughs> that Trubisky gave. <laughs> like just re-signed Trubisky. Like well, at what? least Trubisky could run. Oh man, it's just Love it. I can't believe we started there. But let's I talk back. I, I I I was ready for them to trade the farm, and it didn't happen. And fine, but let's fine. talk about Packers. It has been interesting because unlike a lot of years. This early, and who says that from now on, uh, you know, we're recording this in mid-March. We could not – this could be it for the Packers until draft day, and it is what it is. But apparently in the final three for J.J. Watt, 
Uh, and we'll just say this. We were so gung-ho on this podcast that he was a guy that wanted to win. It wasn't about money. He just wants to find that fit. It, it was a billion dollars about money, $31 million to be exact. Un, I, I mean, I was bummed. Uh, and as it first came about, I was like, "There's this is a possibility. This is serious. And then when you saw that we were finalists and that there was real traction there, and then all of a sudden it's just like – He's not going to come through, but I was I would put all my money on Buffalo. I would put all my money on Pittsburgh, but Arizona Cardinals. Who saw that coming? I'll put it this way. My respect for him does not go down at all. My fanhood for him took a little bit of a hit. I just don't understand that decision. There were quality winning teams that made sense. We already gave why the Packers made sense. I think all the listeners understand that piece. That was a literally a 40-year decision, just marketing out the watch. A quick trip is tweeting at him, Culver's deals, Hupie and Abraham deals, everything. They go to the Cardinals. I, I just don't understand. I had to unfollow him on Instagram. It was a sad day in my life. Yeah, the only way where my fanhood for him stays, though, is if they actually do win. And if, you know, the young quarterback can pull it off with the Houston Texans superstars, um, but you know, it, it, it's interesting to, to see looking back on it now that we have signed Aaron Jones, I don't care about it. Right. But at the time when Aaron Jones was still not a Packer, I really did care about it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. He got guaranteed money and he plays in a warm weather, close facility. It makes sense for an older player. It just, it's crazy that this was skewed as him looking for a contender where he is legitimately around that third or fourth in his own division. So, uh, anywho, so let's actually talk Packers. We've now, we've now made it <laughs> eight minutes or whatever talking about would it be, could be Aaron Jones is a Packer for at least the next four years, assuming Devonte Adams, all this, we have top five quarterback, top five receiver, Top five running back on the Packers for the foreseeable future. How are we feeling? I am ecstatic. I, I was saying this at the end of the season. I said we'd be foolish if we didn't resign him. I'm just going to throw some stats out there right now. He is one of only two players in NFL history to post 3,000 plus rushing yards and 35 rushing touchdowns with an average over five yards per carry in their first four seasons. And the only other running back to do that is Jim Brown. Oh. So to be compared to Jim Brown, I mean, that's not a bad place to be. And not only does this guy bring it on the field, the character he brings to the team and just such a good, genuine dude that he is. I love that we got to keep at least one of the two of the running backs that had that good quality. Um, so sad to see Jamal Williams. We'll probably touch on him in a second. Go. But I am so happy to have Aaron Jones back on this team. I had to let Josh go first there because you got to have your moment. <laughs> you wanted him back. You got him back. <laughs> I even bought I his jersey prefacing the signing. <laughs> before? Before the signing, you bought his jersey? Yeah, I bought it at the beginning of this season because I'm like, they're going to oh, re-sign okay. him. I got you. <laughs> Oh, I mean, you should have lied. You should have lied. You've been like one month ago. I bought this jersey. <laughs> I wish. I think on top of all those stats, his blitz pickup, his pass blocking is his next level, and and he takes pride in it. You know, you see him on Twitter. Just when he misses one, 
he owns up to it and retweets it and says, like, I got to be better for 12. Um, hand up from a dollars and cents perspective, I had both these running backs gone with Jamal as the only possibility of coming back. And then I got the push notification that Aaron Jones had re-signed. My jaw hit the floor. And you look at the details behind it, I'm like, I don't hate it. I mean, the price range, I think, is pretty reasonable. It, the theory is he could have gotten more money somewhere else. It's it's hard to believe coming off you know a J.J. Watt kind of conversation that Aaron Jones would take less money. But if you know his background, his family history, and all that stuff, it's like maybe he did. Maybe he just knows he's got a good thing going. And let's celebrate what we do have. We Like you said, we got – Top five quarterback, top five wide receiver, top five running back now for the next three, four years. I'm I'm stoked. I just got and, goosebumps. And I had him written God. off. I was ready for A.J. Dillon, day one starter. So I'm so excited to have him back. And that's that's my two biggest points. You guys touched briefly on it. Every single player in the NFL spends their offseason trying to get better. Like I'm not going to sit here and say that some people try harder than others. The difference between Aaron Jones uh, is – Yeah, wow. <laughs> the difference between Aaron Jones is though is he's focused as much as a running back as he is on I need to improve my hands, as I need to improve my block. He focuses on all aspects of his game. I would put that any up against anybody in the NFL in terms of he's not just focused on his job. He's focused on the secondary elements of his job that I think is really, really awesome to see. And we talked about it when we first kind of drafted Dylan of this amazing dream in my mind of having a true thunder and lightning backfield. Uh, And we have it. Dylan showed moments of that towards the end of the year. It was a bad start to him. COVID hit. And once he got in a groove towards the end of the season, I am so excited about this backfield. The fact that we had James White was brought up as a possibility for the Packers to bring in. And while I was really, really excited for a hometown kid to come back, he's not a running running back. He is purely catching the ball, and that's it. We have, whether you want the big boy or the little boy, he's going. they're going to get yards through the air, on the ground, and everything. It's just so exciting, and I think I looked it up. The, the contract, granted, it's skewed in terms of how the, the pay is done. They paid Joe Mixon that money as a bangle. So mm-hmm. I would take Aaron Jones – on that deal every single day of the week. And if we even had an inkling that that was possible to pay him what he's going to get paid, I, I would never in a million years have thought of it. Yeah. Who, who called the meeting for the Packers where everybody's like, all right, let's all take a little pay cut so we can all win. Like you're seeing all these restructures in the same week, Aaron Jones signing that no one saw coming. I'm sure we're about to see a few more. It's cool to see finally that the Packers coming together as a team, even financially. Yeah, they could still extend Adams, restructure slash extend extend Rodgers. There's more money to free up. Uh, I I feel like every team is doing it. So this was probably a league-wide memo like, hey, COVID hit, salary cap down. Figure it out. Yeah. Everyone's good. Yeah, and – and they still front load money into a bonus, uh, not being a cap expert, but they give them a signing bonus that still gives the player a huge payday. So it's a, a win-win. And what I love about the re-signing of Aaron Jones is we don't have to go use a second or third round draft pick on a running back anymore. I feel like the skill positions on our offense are taken care of. Let's move on and fill those other gaps. Yeah, it's a huge point. So 2020 salary cap was around 198 mil. This year will be one. 
1982. So we're, we're looking at a $16 million drop. So that's why you're seeing a lot of restructuring. Uh, so two, two, I guess we'll, we'll make it three points uh, of interest. Kirksey officially gone. Thank you for your three quarters you. of a year. Uh, bye. But this is really interesting. We had talked and we had mentioned both these guys as cut possibilities in our little game we played last episode. Turner and Preston Smith are back, but a very, very team-friendly deal this go-around where the bonuses purely come from how well they do on the field. Preston Smith, I love because, again, I had him written off too much money. They restructure to this deal where if he gets six sacks, he gets 500K additional. If he gets 12 sacks, he gets an extra 1.2. If he gets 14 sacks, he gets an extra 1.2 on top of all that. If Preston Smith gives us 14 sacks next year, we melt him for all he was worth. So you got the whole story of Joe Barry as a defensive coordinator. Preston had his best years underneath him. Bring him back on a deal that his base is more affordable and you incentivize the heck out of him to go make some plays. So Joe, Joe Barry, just Preston Smith ain't a nickelback. Can we just fix that? And he's worth every dollar there. But well, I even want to see him. I, w- I wish there was some way you could write into the contract, like uh, setting the edge 90% of the time is a million-dollar bonus as mm-hmm. well because, boy, he got lazy on that last year. But w- what I love is, again, we solidified a position. We now have three quality edge rushers, and we can – focus on some other things with that top draft pick. I I think that what you bring up there is three quality edge rushers. And I I don't think he's just going to be competing for stats. He's going to be competing for playing time. Uh Gary all year should have played more than Preston Smith. Everybody could see it on film. Um, You could see that he was causing way more chaos than Preston Smith. So it'll be interesting to see uh, uh, how much this year sort of wakes up Preston Smith. I mean, he's still a good player. I mean, don't don't get anybody wrong. The guy's a quality guy that we can have on our team, especially with, like you guys said, team friendly contract. Um, So I'm excited. You know, obviously he wants to be here. He wants to be here. So that's half of the battle. So, yeah. You sound like you were convincing yourself while saying that. I'm sort of. excited. Sort of, sort of. <laughs> I do want to call it Rick Wagner being gone. That guy played through so many injuries last year. Like, appreciate what he put into the Packer mm-hmm. uniform being an old Badger. But Kevin King gone like we expected, or at least as far as today, he's gone. What I found interesting is the it's only a tendering on Chandon Sullivan. So we have the opportunity to match. Um, but there's a chance we lose him, which I don't think we really projected that possibly happening. So we could be really short at corner. Yeah, and that's where the interesting point that I had was, all right, now that assuming that we have some deals to be made within eternal structuring that gives us a little bit of free uh, agency room, um, it's it's cool from a perspective of, I think we have the basis there to be a really great team. Like, I, I I, mean, we always have gaps. We can always improve. We can always add depth. But our safety position, I love. You have Alexander as the best cornerback in the game right now. So let's find a, a, a somebody on the other side of him. Both lines are getting there. Linebackers are, are slowly evolving. Receiving core is getting there. It's just really, really exciting to see. And I hope uh, this isn't a 
last year draft coming into play again because I was super excited for that one. But I truly feel that these first four rounds and we get a little bit of those extra picks from last year. I mean, we have a chance to get five players that we just feel are are, are it. Like, who are we going to build? How are we going to add depth? The Packers have positioned themselves as, hey, we've made it to the NFC Championship twice in a row. Like, let's let's see how we can evolve as a team because everybody's been there. Everybody's hungry. Everybody wants to be there. I mean, it's just really, really exciting to be a Packer fan. I sent you guys a text earlier today asking, you know, who, who do the Packers sign if we do sign anyone? I was just going to ask. Just gonna and, 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 and Foose responded, Aaron Jones. And, and, you know, that that might be it this year. You know, that might be our little gold nugget that we got in free agency was getting a running back that we didn't think was coming back. Um, but yeah, I want to pose the question: Who do you think is going to be signed? <laughs> we need some tier two type signings, some not team friendly deals because I don't think you can use that term when they haven't been a Packer yet. But some guys that are still looking to prove it. Um, they're not going to be the top of the market. They might be like day three of free agency signings. So here's what I drum up that frees up draft picks to focus on two positions that I think are overvalued in this year's free agency class. Our first signing, Desmond Trufant. Desmond Trufant was a lion last year. He had signed a deal for two years, $20 million, and he's dealt with injuries. So he's had uh, what he's played 15 games in the past two seasons. He's 31 years old, so getting a little older, but I think you can get him on a one-year deal. I'm not going to name the price, but a reasonable price, and when healthy, he can start. So it gives you the option to draft a corner, maybe not in round one, draft a corner around two, three, or four that you can hopefully plug into your slot position, your nickel position, um, or you know you you have some options if you make that signing. My other guy, you need to go sign. He's a wide receiver, and I hate to say it, not one of the top ones. He's not going to be demanding top dollar. <laughs> you got Kenny Galladay, you got Will Fuller. They're looking to set the market. There was a tweet that came out this morning uh, about like a behind the scenes text text exchange with an ESPN reporter saying, why are no wide receivers signing yet? And now we're recording this at six o'clock Tuesday evening. So if, if things change by the time we publish, uh, just have it be noted when we say this. But the receiver had texted back that the market for wide receivers is terrible right now. So you got a guy like Kenny Galladay, who's 26 years old. 27 years old. Uh, you got Will Fuller looking to set the market. Packers can go get Curtis Samuel, who is a perfect addition to the existing receiving core. You got big bodies in Lazard and Funches. You got a burner in MVS. You got a top five receiver in Devontae Adams. And then you go get Curtis Samuel as the slot guy, catch your screen passes, make some guys miss uh, kind of receiver. Did I say he's only 25 years old? I'm going to sprinkle that in every sentence. Uh, and I don't and I don't think he's going to demand top dollar and he's only 25 years old. So get this guy on a two or three year deal. He's only 25 years old. But what this is, I'll stop. But what this does is this opens up with two reasonable free agent signings at corner and wide receiver. This lets us go in the draft for a linebacker D line or tackle with our top picks. I really don't like what the market has available when it comes to linebackers and offensive linemen. 
I just think they're too expensive and or too yeah. when it comes yeah, to I, guys that might make an impact. You know, I, I never even thought of Curtis Samuel being a Packer, but, you know, now that you mention it, him in Lafleur's system, seeing him with the Panthers last year, that that would be interesting in our offense. And, and seeing him do that sort of slot role where he's the one in motion doing all the gadget plays, um, that could be fun. And he's 25 years old. Did you know he's 25? I was talking to a, <laughs> I was talking to a coworker today who's like who thought he was coming from the 49ers. And I was like, that's funny because it feels like he would fit that offense. He's the kind of guy that would just plug right into that offense, which, by the way, is also kind of our offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he'd be a nice addition to the the traits that our other wide receivers already have. Yeah, and and the two positions that I think, you know, that you, you mentioned corner, them picking up. I really do want them to draft a corner early only because I think there's some outstanding corners in this year's draft. Um, I'm, oh, I'm, before we get to draft picks, oh, Lane, okay. Lane, Lane Taylor, too. Okay, do Lane Taylor. No, that leave that in. That's just my whole point. Just one year, bring him back. He's your right guard. Let's go. Oh, okay, good, good. <laughs> but draft picks. So, so some corners that I'm interested in. You know, Foose is going to talk about the Packers loving some Northwestern dude, and and he's all right. But I sort of think that he might be a Kevin Kevin King 2.0. But a couple guys that I'm really interested in in the Packers drafting either either round one or round two, Asante Samuel Jr. and Tyson Campbell. Asante uh, Samuel, obviously, we all know his dad. This guy plays better than his dad, and he knows how to tackle, unlike his dad. Um, he, he's a smaller corner, um, but he plays fearless. Um, and they say, I don't know much about hip judgment, uh, but they say he's good with his hips. Uh, you know, we can take that for what it is. Um, and then and then Tyson Campbell, he's just a sort of freak of nature, taller, lankier corner that I would love to see uh, lined up opposite of uh, Jair Alexander. Um, but, you know, there there's a lot of corners, a lot of offensive linemen in this year's draft, too. I'd say you got starters on each side, seven deep, possibly. So it, it'll be interesting that those two positions are something the Packers will be looking at, and we'll see what they do. Ryan, who do you got? Yeah, it's interesting because I also think you can probably find some big old D tackle for for two mil a year just to kind of bolster what we have right now. Um, I, I I agree that I think cornerback is something that we're gonna go with early. Newsom out of Northwestern. I don't know how many times I heard Gutekunst talking about how much he loves him. He was at his pro day and they're salivating over him. Uh, we know Packers love Northwestern guys, so not totally out of the realm of possibility that they go to that well again. Um, but I think it does kind of change change the mindset from Packers with how this kind of offseason has gone, where do you say, all right, in those first three rounds, cornerback, done, linebacker, done, O-line. Like, are those the three that we go, yep, that's it? Um I do think that there's some probably some older guys, 34 years old and up, in a position like a run stopper that we go, yo, put your big frame next to Clark and let's take care of business. So I think that's the only additional maybe free agent signing I see is a position where we're just looking for a big boy on the line. It doesn't matter whether it's offense or defense. I love your wording. Put your big frame next to Kevin Clark. <laughs> Good choice of words. <laughs> 
Do you guys want to know my dream first round pick? Yeah, who is it? No, I'm not willing to commit to that just yet. Ooh, <laughs> no, because it's not going to be a surprise to anybody. He's from Notre Dame. Th- this what guy, about Patrick he, Certain? Mm, yeah. Certain. Oh, is it Certain? No, Jeremiah Owusu Karamoa out of Notre Dame was originally listed as like a top 10 pick in a lot of mock drafts and then top 15. And now all of a sudden he's going in the bottom half of the first. And this guy. I think the reason he's falling is he played last season at only about 215 pounds at linebacker. So, yeah, he's going to have to check in and put on some weight. But you think about this role that the Packers tried to use Morgan Burnett and Raven Green and Will Redmond, and those guys always felt just a little undersized and not good enough of a tackler, all these kind of situations. Morgan Burnett just you know ends up with the Steelers <laughs> instead of staying with us. Owusu Karamoa feels like that hybrid linebacker type that can run with most anybody and still puts a punch together when he when he hits impact. Like if there's one word that defines his game, it's impact. Like he just comes and makes hits. I would love to see him get added as a linebacker that can play on third down. Mm. I ah. Uh. I, it's just so many possibilities, and I hope that this linebacker crew that you just mentioned comes back and is more importantly just healthy. Like that's my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. It's just health across that whole linebacker crew. But there's but work yeah. to be done. It's, yeah, yeah. it's one yeah. of those. It's the time of season where you're refreshing Twitter like every 45 minutes. You're like, oh, what just happened? Oh, who signed who? Yeah, and it's going to be really interesting because you're going to have teams that may have just decided to kind of eat that dead cap because they're like, we just got to do it. But now that that cap has now been crushed by 16 mil, there's a lot of names that are being out there that just aren't going to find a team. And it's not necessarily that they aren't worthy players for the NFL. They're just not worthy of the contracts that they hope they would get. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be super interesting. We're now six weeks away from the NFL draft. We will be back again with at least one or two more episodes to talk about the draft, other things that are happening. But you gotta like what we've done thus far. Like gotta, you gotta like, like it. You gotta like it. So I'm a happy man. Until next time. Thanks everybody. Go back. Go. Oh!